0: Hey gang, welcome to episode 68 of the No Persenium podcast, your guide to immersive entertainment, brought to you by our friends at Drafty. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, coming to you from No Persenium headquarters in Los Angeles, a.k.a. my kitchen. Um, hey, uh, this time on the show, we've got the Whisper Lodge. What is the Whisper Lodge uh, per chance? Well, I'll tell you all about that. Uh, Zay is going to be doing the hosting duties today, and it's a short episode that was recorded just after he checked out the Whisper Lodge. More on that in a moment. But first, do you do theatrical or event design work? Looking for a computer-aided design program that's built for the work you do, like lighting, projection, and sound? Then you should check out our friends at Drafty. Drafty is a computer-aided design program built from the ground up for the unique needs of theatrical designers, assistants, and technicians by an actual theatrical designer. Lighting, sound, and projection design are all supported, and it's priced to be affordable because the designer who makes it knows exactly the kinds of challenges you face firsthand. Find out if Drafty can help you work your magic at drafty-app.com. See, I changed it up a little bit. If this is your first time, uh, you're confused, but the ad's been like exactly the same for months and i i got bored um and i think it does a better job of reflecting the relationship uh that drafty has to you i also like went into this like weird cadence there uh but seriously check out drafty uh lucas lucas is a mensch um hey uh a lot of you listen for the news and notes. You want to know what's going on. You want to get a leg up. Well, good news for everybody. The West Coast edition went out this week. Uh, the Los Angeles, it's super late. Sorry, I'm busy. Um, the, uh, and and I, this is not my full-time job, so uh, things go out late sometimes. And, um, you know, I don't think any of you can afford to make it my full-time job, but we'll talk about that later. Um, let's see, what else is there? Uh, LA is going out this week. New York should be going out this week on the weekend. We move to the weekends because lo and behold, more people read it when we do that. Yeah, we get stats. Let's do these updates, though. Let's jump up to Seattle, which uh, had a starring role in the West Coast edition this time out. Harvest. It's harvest time at Seattle Immersive Theater. This is an adults-only Halloween experience. Um, Adults-only because 21 up because they're serving cocktails. I don't know what else is going on up there. Seattle Immersive has a space. They've got the model of they've, they've acquired a location and they they plug in new shows all the time. It's an exciting model for the universe and uh, I wish I had the capital to go check out one of their shows. At some point, at some point, I'll make a point of doing it. Travel is expensive, y'all. And I'm like lower middle class. Um, Maybe I'm, I'll cut down on that. I swear, I swear, I swear. It's really been a crazy month. Um, let's go over to New York. Let's let's keep it on the spooky side of things. Uh, hearing good things about the Uninvited Awakening, I ran into someone uh, here in LA who uh, I ran into them at another show because that's what we do. And uh, they had just come back. They had been working on FostFest, Fest, a- as it happens, and they had checked out uh, the Uninvited and said was really really interesting. They had like there was a, a, a skeleton key edition of it that they uh like this was more one-on-one contact but uh thumbs up on that uh she had also gone to check out Ghostbusters Dimension which is the VR setup that they have at Madame Tussauds. I've heard lots of great things about this piece I'm super jealous that New York has that and we don't uh because hey it's like it's it's a VR kit you could instance it you could like send it over here so like why don't they do that in Hollywood give me a reason to go to 25 degrees and everything anyway for your New York it's 50 bucks you do get to go to the wax museum as well so congratulations on that uh so that'll be like interesting if you've never done that before I haven't done it before so what I'm saying is if you work for Madison Trussauds and you're listening to the podcast bring the Ghostbusters thing to LA so I can see it um that's all just a minor request maybe they don't have the square footage but just a minor request. Let's jump up to San Francisco. Matthew Breyer and the Age of Resurrection is this weekend. I'm recording this on October 14th. Happy birthday, mom. Um, My mom doesn't listen to the show, but it is her birthday. And um, and I got to call her after this. Um, Oh boy, I'm in trouble. Um, You guys get such a window into my life while I'm trying to do this. Um, We're like a family. Uh, Matthew Breyer, Age of Resurrection remount of a show from last year wish i could be up there to see it i'm a little busy though I'll talk about that in a second uh if you're in the bay area you should check it out and uh the producers were kind enough to give us a discount code so uh if you go to their website and epic immersive you go to epic immersive and check out and go in the tickets in san jose and yes this weekend and there'll be a place for a code you type in no pro and you should be getting a discount i don't think they've turned it off yet it was it was it was a nice chunk of change. It's more than one bill. Um give that a whirl. Let me know how that works. What else is up? Uh Los Angeles. Nah, nothing's going on in LA. What am I saying? Tons of stuff is going on in LA. Coming up, we've got some announcements. Hey, I think I mentioned this before, but Annie Lesser's barbershop, which is the uh which is B in the ABC project. The tickets go on sale for that on October 23rd. You can find links at the various places we put links up at and, um, she's given first crack to people who are, who are GoFundMe backers. So she, she's raising money for this and the GoFundMe just sort of sits there and accumulates cash as time goes on. So you should check that out. Primo stuff there. Uh, Annie Lesser's always, her work is always interesting. Never fails to be interesting one way or another. Um, that makes it sound like, you know, there's bad stuff. I've look, I've seen two things Annie has done and it both have been incredible. So, I don't want to give her a complex about like, you got to do great work every time. Look, Hey, people, people stumble on occasion, but like, even if you haven't seen any lesser piece before, I think you'll be impressed there. You can complain about it to me later if you want. Why am I so negative right now? I don't know. Yeah, it's been a week. Hamlet Mobile is on the road. It's at IndieCade today. So if you're listening to this and you're at IndieCade, you're thinking about going to IndieCade, get down to IndieCade and get in the van. Get in the van. Uh, the ham van, it's making it stops. It's $10 a show. And that means if you want to catch them all, it's going to cost you. But one, two, three, six... However many you want to check out. The great thing is it's only 10 bucks to see if you like this thing at all. Um, There's, there's go to the Hamlet, the capital W website, check out the Hamlet mobile, mobile, pick out one. Uh, If you want advice from me on like, Oh, which one should I do? You can like, you know, text me or whatever, like, however, hit me on Facebook, hit me on Twitter say like, which one should I start with? And I'll like, I'll give you a personal recommendation. That's how much I love Hamlet mobile. I'm opening up the DMS y'all. They're always open. Um, well, at no princetonium anyway. Um, so you can, like, holler at me. I think they're always open. Ooh, the coffee's working, guys. Um, another piece that's coming up, uh, Heritage Scare. We talked a lot about that last week with Miles and Greg, the wise guys, the guys who are putting it on. It's coming up on October 30th. 36 bucks. Uh, best to go as a pair. Uh, so, you know, do the math. But, uh, check it out, uh really fun set of Victorian parlor games. I'm excited. I think I'm going to go. I think I think I'm going to be there. I might I might even buy a ticket. Um which means like I'm not going to beg Miles and Greg to like let me come for free because you know hey I want it to exist so you know alleviate some costs. Oh, and then the issue comes out on Saturday. So, you know, more more LA stuff in the Saturday issue. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday. What's what could be happening? night games yeah so you know like there's this thing on usc's campus like it's like part of indicate you know and it's like it's like happening at, like seven and you know like we keep the doors up until nine and then it closes up at 11 and you know it's got like the Speakeasy Society and Annie Lesser, it's got screenshot productions, it's got the guys from Visionary VR, it's got a magic dance mirror, and it's got like a fortune-telling VR thing, and it's got like, you know, like a game you like play like cargo hauling stuff. Sp- Spaceships, which but like it's used, so it's kind of like tag, but kind of not like tag. And there's like EDM music, and there's like a cinema thing, and it's, it's night games at Indiecade, and that went on for a long time. And I didn't even get around like everything. So look, I picked what's in night games. I know, I know, curated is becoming like, it's such a pretentious term, but I mean, no, technically I curated it. So, you know, like I stopped calling myself the curator of no persinium because it felt silly, but also we were doing more than just putting a list of things together. Uh, But no, this one's curated. Uh, I have selected a collection of games and immersive theater experiences and VR experiences. And we're standing them up in a series of tents and tables on a lawn at USC. Uh, It's going to have a real DIY feel this year, but I am, I'm, I'm stoked in that sense of being nervous. Like, you know, we, we had some, like we were facing some production challenges, but I'm pretty sure we've navigated through them. Um, that, I've got a brilliant producer who's working with me. Uh, I'm I'm super excited. Uh, We'll see what it is when we put it all on the lawn, popping up for one night. So it's a pop-up event. Standalone tickets for it are $20. If you happen to be a USC student or faculty, you, you're lucky you get to go do it for free. If you already have an IndieCade badge or a pass, Uh, Which I think is really the smart way to go like get yourself your Saturday pass so you can check out big games So you can check out the exhibits Sony's got VR stuff going on and it's only like the cost difference is like ten dollars So please get yourself a Saturday pass to indicate as a whole get on down there Check it out come to night games. You'll see me. You'll see folks We're gonna put as many people through as many of these experiences as we can. It's gonna be quite the night for certain and I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be talking about the things that are being tested out there for some time to come. So there you go. Um, what else is up in the news? Uh, we put up a, a review of The Rope, which is Screenshot Productions' new piece. We did that just yesterday, so check that out at the Medium collection, medium.com no dash persinium. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. It's it's. It's definitely different, and uh, you know I had some issues with certain things that were in the piece, and I think it's it, there's there's a lot of growth going on. But when it comes to tone, and when it comes to like playing around the idea of actual game mechanics in this stuff, um, really 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 interesting, and just some also some lovely moments. Like there there are a couple of moments that I was like really happy to have, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for those moments. Um, What else is going on? I want to thank our latest Patreon backers. That's Adina Cohen and Ryan Gainsborough. Uh, thank you both for jumping in. And it doesn't matter if you jump in at the dollar level, the $5 level, or if you're a rich sugar daddy who wants to, like, give me $1,000 a month just to be cool. Um, I can be cool. I can be really cool, particularly with, like, fast food. Like, I know where the good fast food is, not the bad fast food. Um... Anyway, uh, thank you so much, you two, for jumping in. And everyone who wants to make this thing better and saner. <laughs> saner, yes, that's a way. I'll hold, I'll hold the podcast hostage, and I'll just act weirder and weirder unless we hit a certain goal. That actually might work. Uh, Patreon.com slash no proscenium. More on that soon. He always says that. All right, let's talk Whisper Lodge. This is a short episode, so I do not feel guilty about how rambling the opening is, because you've only got about 25 minutes once I say go on this thing. Zay, our man in New York City, checked out Whisper Lodge, which is a piece that was done under the Houseworld brand. Now, if you know, uh, and brand's not even like the wrong term, but Houseworld is a series of projects by Andrew Hoffner, who is a great friend of the show and, and generally a, a great person. And this piece is about, um, it's a collaboration with other artists, and it's about what's called, um, well, it's about someone with the wrong term. It creates an environment to explore ASMR, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Now, if you don't know what that is, the Wikipedia definition is a Euphoric experience characterized by a static like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine precipitating relaxation Now this is, uh, this is a very popular genre uh, in, in 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 like there's YouTube videos that are designed to create the experience uh, I have friends who are really into it. I know folks like Juliet Bennett Ryla who find, uh, you know, some of the extreme horror haunt stuff to actually kind of create that experience. It's just like relaxation. Um, and this is a very, this is all about, you know, pulling the sensory experiences in and kind of creating a gentle awareness. That's, that's the best way I can kind of explain this to folks. Um very small number of people got to check out whisper lodge but it's something that can be instanced and i'm hoping that uh that happens and zay's gonna kind of get into it with his initial responses and he's talking to both andrew and to one of andrew's co-creators uh melinda Lau, and they're gonna they're gonna get into it here and so there's gonna be a little bit of music and then we're on our way
1: Hello, this is um, Zay Amsbury, and I am in Brooklyn with Andrew Hoffner and
2: Melinda Lau.
1: <laughs> um, and I just had the wonderful treat with five other people, yes. with five other people, to um, to experience Whisper Lodge, which is a new project of Andrew and Melinda's, okay. and um, I... I'm feeling very sensitive to sound right now. To the sound of my own voice. Um, and I don't want to... Hmm. How to frame this? So I remember we saw... Um, we saw You Are Nowhere together. Yeah. And or did we? We just saw the lecture together. That's right. We saw the lecture together. That's right. But we are both attending that show kind of voraciously in the same show is so fantastic yeah and we were talking you were talking about what you were up to and that was the first time i heard you talk about did i mention this you didn't mention whisper lodge you mentioned asmr yeah so that eventually became this so you can talk to me a little bit about um about your first encounter with that term and how it grew into this. Uh, people
3: started saying that room, that the attic room in Houseworld, was that supposed to be an ASMR room? You know, and then other people would be like, I know what it was. I know I know what the ASMR room was. It was the basement, right? It was the uh, the hands coming out of the confessional booth. And I just got so curious as to, like how like, what is this thing that people are detecting in house world, and how are people even detecting it in different parts of the house? And if I learn more about it, is it going to help me make house world better?
1: So so what does it stand for? Well,
2: so I I have a more like personal relationship to it. Mm-hmm. I actually had ASMR. I experienced it myself, and I had it all my life, but then I never... Um, uh, knew how to talk about it because mm. I didn't know what it was. I was addicted to watching massage videos, like how to <laughs> massage for the longest time. And so ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. It's a pseudo scientific name created in 2008 or 2010, something like that. And it's just spontaneously created by people on the internet who all share this weird tingling sensation. And over time, it has developed into what it is now, which is mainly a phenomenon on YouTube. People do this full time. They're called ASM artists. So <laughs> it has sort of developed into this really serious practice. There's a methodology for how you perform with certain props. And I guess what we're trying to do here with Whisper Lodge is really to translate that online performance where you're performing to a camera and try to perform it in person.
1: And how do you two know each other?
2: Uh, a common friend, actually. Ale-
1: and-
3: Alexandra, right? Yeah, Alexander. yeah. So So, uh, Alexandra, who was uh, the Kinetic Sand mm. play yeah. corner. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Alexandra was Charles. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. that's what I thought. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
1: absolutely, I remember. Well, because I also... Um, when we did the interview um for Houseworld, she swung by, so I saw her out of character. Oh, then. yeah. Yeah. And um, we were in Charles's room. So how did how did the two how did you learn that Melinda was had was into ASMR experiences and was into them online?
3: Um, I think I'd started posting to Facebook. I think I started posting to Facebook, I'm looking for people who know about this, let's do this together.
2: Yeah. And Um, For me, I I actually went to Houseworld, and then I didn't contact you or anything, but then, because I was friends with Alex, I was always talking to her about my own research and my mm. own practice as an artist, and then so I was sharing with her a lot about ASMR, and just at the same time, you were posting all those things, and then she just linked us up, so I sent Andrew an email, we met for coffee, and then it started from there. Pretty
3: quickly, and um, I think it's a really good combination, because Melinda has ASMR, gets the tingles, and is in it for the tingles, and has been studying this in grad school, yeah. and meanwhile, I don't get the tingles, and I'm new to it, and kind of an amateur that just learned about
1: now, it six now months for, ago. Now, for the uninitiated, tell me about the tingles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're going to get very technical now. Good. The community online uses this term, pleasurable tingling sensation, but... It's very very subjective. Everyone sort of feels it differently. For me, it's a warm fuzzy feeling in the back of my head but you will find a lot of people describing it as shivers down their spine. Some people can conjure it whenever they want to. Some people only have it with specific things and everyone has their own triggers so um, you really have to spend some time and just try to get to know yourself and I also think if you if you have ASMR, you sort of will know it inside you, because there's a there is a process of like coming out about it. If you've had it and then you just don't know what to call it, then suddenly there's this name and there's this community. Then you start being able to to talk to people about it.
1: And and having it means getting these pleasurable tingles from
2: from either online videos that. Um, specifically trigger ASMR or sometimes and most of the time when you're younger especially it's just things around you like um like
1: the my, things in this piece. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. So is that one of the approaches with the piece to have a, a variety of different things to hopefully trigger. So hopefully at least one of these things will trigger it eventually at some point for each participant?
3: Um, I don't know
1: because I don't think the goal should be finding a trigger for everyone because oh. I, I don't need, I don't know if I have a trigger I see I see but so the, I see okay.
3: the goal is kind of just to like explore the culture which yes. I sound yeah. I, I find so fascinating it's so varied if you go uh, start going through the ASMR videos for example like one will be, you're, um, a girlfriend or boyfriend lying on the pillow in bed with you, like looking at you, saying, um, you had such a hard day, but you're home now and everything's okay. You can just relax. So that's like comforting girlfriend ASMR. Uh-huh. Then there's other where you're just like looking at a, a wicker basket and it's, com- there's not that personal element at all. Uh-huh. There's some that are explicitly like erotic. Uh-huh. Um, there's some That's something
2: debatable in the community now,
3: where you're yeah. like watching somebody eat pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so varied. There's some that are very innocent. Like one is like, watch me make my bed in the morning, and it almost kind of
1: feels like. So it's not necessarily, um, or um, aural. It's not necessarily sound. It's sound. It's images. It's yeah. like intimate
3: situations. Uh, it.
2: Before ASMR became ASMR, one of the names that people used online was um, autonomous, no, it was um, attention induced head orgasm. (laughs) So the main part is attention induced. And I think uh, what we try to do here and what people do online is they really want to pay attention to either someone or something. An object a sound it's about going right down to the detail and just focusing hmm.
1: so let's take a um uh, we're, we're forgive me by the way noah and everyone i i'm a little cracked out and tired right now um but uh this was uh this was a really lovely closed and extraordinarily long weekend for me um uh before we get into talking not super specifically but getting into sort of How this piece was put together in more detail. Um, What is, Linda, what is your background as an artist? You mentioned that briefly.
2: So, um, I'm from Singapore Mm -hmm. and then I went to London for university where I did fine art and art history. And in my own artistic practice, I actually specialize in rug making. So, Mm -hmm. I make carpets, but I use it kind of just as a medium for art. So, I don't make design carpets. Mm -hmm. And um, that's sort of linked with my asmr so as because well, i love just touching <laughs> furry things and then i also started making some asmr-ish videos mm. in my practice and then i think it's really um at its peak now when i'm working with andrew on whisper lodge because now i'm really doing something that um has real effect on people sometimes art is just you see it on the wall, and it's very static. Mm-hmm. And I think theater is really pushing the boundaries for how people can engage in twenty-first century. Yeah.
1: So, so there is, so there are these um, ASMR videos online, and this um, community, mm-hmm. and Whisper Lodge brings that into the world in all sorts of different ways for a very small, intimate audience. Yeah. So, when you first started talking about creating something like this um what were what were um what was the bridge between um talking about it sort of in the abstract and thinking about how to actually realize it for an actual audience
2: well i think our our process at least is we just went out and bought a bunch of things that we thought were going to be tingle inducing and then we really just sat down and um i'll be like let me try this on you and then Around and the sounds. Then he'll do it back to me. Then we'll evaluate this Okay, yeah. and then we just go prop by prop like that.
1: And and was it always? Um, was it always? Actually, I want to take. I, I'm going to take a step in another direction, um, and then go back to this. Um, and you tell me when you want me to stop talking in specifics. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can reveal secrets. Like that. <laughs> we're we're workshopping this
3: show, so Excellent. it's going to be changing a lot as it's it wonderful. goes. Yeah.
1: So, the Whisper Lodge begins when, well, you get a ticket, you get an email, and the email says, go to this intersection in Bed-Stuy. Now, for those of you who aren't in New York, who are in LA and around the world, um... This is not like Times Square. This is not like Williamsburg. This is not like Park Slope. This isn't like, um, like a sort of bustling downtown area. It's more remote. Yeah. Um, and while a lot, a lot of a great diversity of people live here, um, what you do is you go to this intersection and you're asked to buy a candle and bring up a candle and light the candle and wait for someone to come get you. And even just sort of doing that, it's sort of like, I mean, how you don't, you rarely see someone light a candle and sit in a corner and wait for someone to get them. Yeah. And as you're doing it, you don't really know um, how long it's going to take for someone to come get you. I think in the email I said this could take a few minutes. Uh. Um, and then, um, uh, luckily for me, uh, or not, I mean, it would have been fine, but um, I immediately saw a woman walking towards me dressed all in white. And even before I saw Andrew behind her, I thought, oh, this must be... Yeah. This must well, be We tried thing. to be pretty proud. It was yeah. great. It was great. And then, on the street corner, at 9.30 at night, you're asked to put on a blindfold. Mm-hmm. And there are people around you who are not involved in the experience, who have no idea what's going on. Um, and it was... I mean, it, it wasn't a matter... It wasn't... It was easy to say yes to, yeah. But it also did take a certain amount of trust and and like a little act, not a huge act of courage, but a little act of courage. Yeah. Um, and it created this wonderful transition. This great, like, it put you in this liminal space immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me a little bit about that conversation.
3: Well, um, the candle, uh, the candle idea was an idea I had for a different immersive piece and when we when it turned out like whisper lodge is what we're working on now i said oh can i tack on this little candle idea at the beginning mm-hmm. but i think it's a great way to just begin with a mystery and begin with a strange behavior and doing something new and in, 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 on the street yeah and then the but the the blindfold is very much about whisper lodge and it's just about uh when you can't see all your other senses perk up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we want this house to do. So that's our statement from the beginning is let your other senses open up.
1: And then also for like, for people who are now very geeky and fans of house world, it created like a certain continuity from here world with the uh, the blindfold moment then. Yeah. It felt like a little, a little through line that was really nice. That's true.
3: And... Um, yeah, I think the blindfold is a. Um, it's an item that's going to be popping up again and again in immersive theater.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And as as I make these pieces, um, like sometimes when I see something happen in another piece, like mm-hmm. like let's see, I just I see another blindfold a couple of days from now. At first, it was it started to make me self conscious, but now I think about it. As, kind of like seeing guitars in a band yeah. and it's like well everybody's playing guitars or like in immersive theater a lot of people are using blindfolds but it's how you use it yeah. and um, I think just taking away sense of sight and adding that mystery it's something a
1: lot of us are going to use as a tool yeah it's a vocab go
2: ahead I guess it's like it's becoming a trope now in immersive theater and it's almost like everyone does it but you'd be surprised how people still react very personally to being blindfolded mm-hmm. Like it's still a very valuable experience,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, I think of it I think of it like a um it's like part of the vocabulary, yeah, you know, but everyone's gonna write their own sentence yes. um and in this piece, it's all in one of the vocabulary, one of the vocabulary pieces of immersive theater that you use almost exclusively as one on ones I mean, there were let's see there there are six participants, and there are six rooms yeah but each individual participant only experiences four of the six rooms Mm -hmm. um was it always going to be like an an almost exclusively one-on-one for each uh participant
3: that's the only way we figured out how to do it
2: yeah well we are also thinking in the future to try some other things where for example we have one performer in the center and lots of people in little cubicles all around. Mm-hmm. But you're in your little space and you can put on headphones and tune in to what the performer is doing in the center. Mm-hmm.
3: To a microphone in the yeah, center, to a to binaural a microphone. Mi- in microphone.
2: In oh, wow. Or we could also do, um, eventually when we do have a permanent space, we could also do ASMR by like on demand. You can ask for... 45 minutes of hair brushing and 45 minutes of book turning and that's what we give you. So there's yeah there are a lot of things that we are thinking about um, about how to expand the show.
1: Yeah. Well I was also thinking at the very beginning before I had a sense and because I was in the water room at first. Yeah. And I thought am I going to go through all the elements is that what's going to happen? But even even towards the end I thought uh, what would a wonderful because th- then after after that it was the um, the the magnetic sand and the and the dye and the and the stuff.
3: Now what if you had to give that scene a title? Yeah. What would that title be for you? Because
2: yeah,
3: yeah, playroom, playroom, yeah. or like yeah. Playroom. Mm-hmm. school. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were yeah. calling it.
1: We started out as visual ASMR, but I think it's more like kindergarten play it was, yeah. it was slightly incongruous though because it was at the bar
2: yeah <laughs> so it's
1: like I'm doing this very like fun childlike thing and looking at like a wall of liquor sitting at a bar right yeah. it, was a little, it was a little incongruous but it was, it was
3: yeah I me mean, eventually like we we set up this performance in different places pretty quickly mm-hmm. and eventually we might get a chance to really set design it and yeah, have, yeah. you know that room everything's directed towards
1: it. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like the, the, the thing that works for me incredibly well in this piece is the way it shifts your focus really quickly. I mean, from the moment the blindfold goes on, everything is very, my focus shifts to what I'm listening to. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a very visual person. Like I'm a visual learner. I, I, when I write, I see what I write. Um, and for it to switch into sound, um, was a big shift. Um, and that just sort of intensified throughout the course of the evening. I mean, by the time I got to, to Melinda's room, yeah. um, every little sound, every little touch, every little um, detail of movement um, just became intense, you know?
2: Yeah. Actually, as performers, we feel that as well from uh, our guests. Like, the first person is always still a little bit um, anxious Mm -hmm. and then when you go on into the night people are more relaxed when they come in they are already kind of like send out (laughs) and then it's just really nice to be able to feed into that.
1: I think another thing I think we talked about this briefly Um, at the end um, Andrew and Melinda did this lovely thing where um, after everything was um, after all the after everyone had moved through their experiences with the rooms and then there was a group experience at the end Um, they brought out tea and really delightful cookies (laughs) and we all were in very fluffy bathrobes. Um, and then we got to sort of got to talk about our reactions to the piece. And one, one woman said that she appreciated that there, that the focus was on, um, each individual room and each individual sensory experience and not applying like a story to it or a progression to it or a shape to it. And I felt the same way. I felt like it really did bring me into the present in a way that was unique and refreshing. Was there ever a conversation about having like more characters and story in a, in a progression sort of way?
3: There's definitely there's a conversation. And I think I want to tilt it a little more towards...
2: But I want to stay yeah. like, more on the experience. Okay, I, w- things, I so want a little more story. Talk about that.
1: But I, well, um, I think I mean I think you can have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. We're, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna find we the balance. Find yeah. yeah.
2: There's a it,
3: It's really funny. It's been funny to make a two-hour show with no plot. There's yeah. just no plot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: and um,
3: and it's funny. It doesn't
1: feel like two hours at all. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel like I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> That's,
3: good. That's good to
1: know. Yeah, um,
3: yeah it, it's it's been funny because I feel like. A lot of maybe like half the people that came to the show were people that missed Houseworld. And when they saw the tickets go up, they're just like, "Well, I heard the Houseworld was to C, so I'll go to this." Uh-huh. And for them to show up and experience two hours of ASMR, it's,
1: <laughs> it's kind of funny.. <laughs> Day and well, night. Well, it's, well, what's funny is like, I mean, like relative to the things that really try and have a linear story, Houseworld was very punk rock. Right. And this is like pushing it even even less even further. I mean, right. one one thing that I that that struck me about the different experiences was partially because you and I you and I know each other, and then there was like the like slight timing thing. So there was sort of like a casual, like there was no. There was no sort of fourth wall, right. you know, yeah. in, in with you and I in the water room We're
3: ourselves, and we can talk about Whisper Lodge and right. talk about House World.
1: Whereas for, for your room, like I really like, I really felt I was there with this with this doctor mm. who was doing this this thing, or with um, the woman with the hair brushing. Yeah, oh. um, hers felt, and I don't know how improvised it is, but it felt scripted, like it felt very scripted and. Like the rhythm of the way she was speaking, the words interspersed with the hair brushing, yeah. um, it felt so scripted. Whereas with um, in the 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 bar slash playroom. in the playpen, let's go playpen. The uh, playpen's good. Um, it felt playful. It felt light. It felt like I was hanging out with someone, and like yeah. like someone was sharing something they really loved with me. Yeah, you know, um, and uh, and I. I guess what I'm saying is I think it's possible that each individual room have a character to it that's coherent and has like a kind of, not really a fourth wall, but it has a story to it in the room. Not even a story, but it's a coherent space that's internally consistent without actually having an overall.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I think we're going to go there. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's it's all coming together. Actually, we've I feel like we've made so much progress from yeah. those tea conversations. Yeah. We've gotten so many good ideas from our audience. The audience yeah. really is
1: building well, Whisper you know, um, uh Janine, uh, over at Third Rail Projects, was um, when I was talking with her about then she <laughs> fell. She was telling us or telling me um, that um, they would. Because then she felt it was a very choreographed experience. It's almost mm-hmm. like you're, you are turned into a dancer moving through the space. And, like, the precision of the way they move people through that thing is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and when they first started doing it, they would just have their friends go through it. Yeah. And then at the end, they would give them wine and cheese and, like, have an hour-long conversation about it. And they mm-hmm. did that for a year. Yeah. Wow. You know. Well, we're, we might be we for, undergoing like... our, our... <laughs>
2: We did three at first,
3: where it was, like, just our friends. Oh, yeah. We, we, yeah, we, we plunged into the public, I guess, a little
1: quicker. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So, um, what is... So, this is sort of like a workshop that you're moving through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm hearing a lot of what it is you're wanting to tighten up and change and grow. Yeah. Are there specific next steps you have, or is, like, you're going to wrap this up and do a post-mortem, and... I think, um... The plan is maybe
3: one weekend in October, November, December. So mm-hmm. three weekends in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then maybe make a big run yeah. sometime in J- January, February, March. Mm-hmm. You know, like similar to like house world scale, like seven or eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the plan for now. Yeah. And it it might, I think it'll eventually move to a different space. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's one that. I'm really excited about. Cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, well, thank you so much. i I feel really lucky that I got to uh, take in on Whisper Lodge at an early stage. I, I'm really looking forward to watching it grow and looking forward to watching some ASMR videos online. I don't. I don't think that I have ASMR, but I. I have to say, as you were talking about it. Yeah. I. 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 Flashed back to. A, f- a couple moments in the evening, mostly like the hair brushing, the whisper in the ear, mm-hmm. and the Q tip on my ear, yeah. which was like one of the most I've no, no one has ever put a Q tip on my <laughs> ear before. And as you were talking, describing um, your experiences and the ASMR books experiences with mm. that feeling, I, I felt like I flashed back to those moments, and like my experience of them almost expanded just because you were talking about it. Does that make any sense? I guess.
2: Now I give you the context of what
1: exactly. we're doing here and then you, exactly. you have a new
2: understanding of uh, why we do certain things.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Alright, well thank you very much. Thank and, you. Thank you. Um, and yeah. Alright folks, so that's um, that is Andrew. Andrew Hoffner.
2: Melinda Lau.
1: And this has been Whisper Lodge and this is No proceeding This is Zamsbury in New York City. <laughs>
0: Once again, want to thank our man in New York City, Zay Amsbury, for being our guest host today. Um, He's he's one of the co-hosts of the show, so guest host is even the wrong term. But our guests were Andrew Hoffner and Melinda Lau. who are representing the Whisper Lodge. Uh, If you want to find out the next time Whisper Lodge emerges or check out any of the rest of Houseworld's stuff, houseworld.nyc. That's houseworld.nyc nyc is their website you can check out the latest material there um hey uh maybe you want to connect with us uh if you're listening to the show you probably already know how to find us on twitter at no persinium or you know the website no or you know how to find us on facebook facebook.com slash no but maybe you didn't now you do if you have um a show you want to tell us about or that you've, whether you're making it or you discovered it somewhere, just lying in the streets. Hey, it happens. Um, best way is to email us. No underscore persinium at outlook.com. There's always a chance that I will lose a Facebook message, lose a Twitter message because those are flow material and it's like chat rooms. People are talking to me all day. I do a lot of the organizing for this thing in email. So if you want to, up the odds of your communication getting in, email us at no underscore persinium at outlook.com. If you have another way of emailing me, like you happen to know one of my 17 other email addresses, uh, still use that one. Even even when you're like one of my personal friends, use that one. (laughs) Because the other ones, uh, I have to remember to like shift inbox. No, let's make it easy on us. Um, Also make it easy on us. Everyone who supports the show, whether that's our friends at Drafty or it's our Patreon backers. Uh, it's about a 50-50 in terms of support these days. And um, we we would not exist without you. Um, the newsletters could not function without you. Uh, it is it is a matter of simple survival at this rate. Patreon.com slash no proscenium. I know it says we fit all our goals, but uh, that's not true. Just once again, I haven't updated everything yet. So check us out there. We've also done a ton of reviews lately at Medium, like a ton, and articles from our friend Cindy Marie Jenkins, and just like, we've been cranking on it, medium.com slash no-persinium to check all that out. That's it. That's the show. Um, Check out IndieCade this weekend, grab the full day ticket, come on down to Night Games, you know, catch a preview of a show or two, get some interesting VR in your life. And um, I'll be out there checking things out left and right. we got more episodes lined up for the rest of this month. Um, Yeah, it's looking pretty good. Looking pretty good. Um, So we'll do this again next week. And until then, I'll see you at the show.